All right, round two, we call in Kavanaugh as we're telling you, uh, we had some uh, interesting marketing advice from the guys to share with you. Question is, as we get a little bit closer to harvest of our corn and soybeans, question is, sell it or store it? You may have seen an article this past week by a fellow farm broadcaster that I know named Chip Flory. This was the point that he made. He said that, that now is the time to begin to make plans for your priority one bushels. And he defines those as the ones that you know you're not going to have storage space for, so you need to make some kind of another plan. And that means looking over the futures prices into next year and choosing a marketing strategy that you feel comfortable with. Now, with little incentive to wait to deliver any of this year's soybean crop, make sure Priority One soybeans are ready to move from the combine to the truck and to town this fall is what his recommendation is. And he says there's pretty much little, if any, incentive to pay for commercial storage to uh, delay sales of Priority One soybean bushels as we get to the end of the year and we look at those future prices. David, I'll let you kick things off. What do you make of Chip Flory's comments there? Yeah, he was stressing the fact that at this point in time, we have a much better idea of our crop yield. But I think for farmers right now, having a good idea of what they're going to be growing and looking at the storage space, and if they have an overreach from the storage space that they could forward sell, yes, I think they should take a very, very hard look at that. For one major fact is that the prices are still profitable. Now, if you look ahead, like you mentioned, they're not profitable again. That would come back a bit here as we get into the springtime because it's going to be a big fertilizer shortage. And I think the corn market's going to have to bid up for it. So I wouldn't be selling forward at this time. The, the farthest out I want to go with carrying the market would be January corn or January beans. But for me, I would definitely want to look at trying to take some of this overage and price it out because I feel it's better to have the crop sold and have, be able to put the money in the bank than wish you had done it. But not all of it, just your overage. What you can store, by all means, store. John, what do you think about Chip? Well, I think it's right on the money. There's no question about that. Holy cow, don't put stuff in, in stores and leave it there just because you got the storage and you hope it gets better. You know, during the life of the contract uh, for corn and soybeans in any one year, it often goes below the cost of production. It often goes above the cost of production. And it almost always goes above the cost of production, at least for some time. Some years it's always there. Some years it's not very often, but it always gets there. When you get there, sell it. Let's take a look at this past year. When you get corn over $7 a bushel, how can you not sell that? It's an incredible price. And the return, look at the return on your investment. That's very crucial. If it gets to double digits, definitely sell it. I don't know what it was at $7 on the corn, but it was extremely high. And it simply has to be sold no matter what. Don't pay attention to the fundamentals. Don't pay attention to the charge. Just let it go. Lock in that profit, plain and simple. So, John, this conversation really kind of factors in then again to what the weather is going to look like as we finish out the season here to at least an extent. Well, it does. But, you know, if you had opportunities for soybeans and corn to sell them extraordinarily high prices, and, you know, we've got soybeans that are bumping around over $14 a bushel now, and they may go to 15 or 16 but I'm going to come back and say again, these prices right now are awfully good on soybeans, and the weather may bump them higher over the next week or two. Don't wait for to get even higher go ahead and lock that price in yeah. and also remember that if it does get worse and the prices do get higher you got a crop next year you're going to sell at a higher price you simply can't 
go wrong selling high prices. And to a point that you've made, John, you know, you got to factor in the whether you are storing it on farm and having to mess with it, spend money on propane, or whether you're storing it commercially, either way, there's some of your profit is going out the door. So if you do hit some of those unbelievable prices, back to a point that you've made several times before, sell some of that. David, as you look forward, any of that that is being stored, what are some of the ways to mitigate both prices either going up or down? Yeah, because uh, the basis will be wide in the fall, so you don't want to do a delayed price contract. You could look at doing an HTA at that point, given that you could lock in the futures price, but not the cash price. If you know the base is going to improve, that would be one way to lock that in. Additionally, you could do an options contract, and I know that's a foreign term to a lot of the farmers, but options, if you sold it, you could buy a option. It's called a call that increases in value as the market goes up. So it used to be called a minimum price contract. I know that they're still offered, but farmers aren't taking advantage of that. But look, you've got a win-win. If you can sell these prices and buy a contract that gives you money back if the market goes up, wow, how can you lose <laughs> all you're out if the market goes down? is the premium you paid for that contract. That's about the perfect example, and that's why I saved it for last, Rob. Good point, David, but I'd also like to mention the other risk you take. If you put it in storage, you also have to worry about condition problems. Oh, you can yeah. spend more money to keep it there, and then you have the risk of quality problems. I mean, don't take that risk. If the price is good, get it sold. Take that money that you just sold it for and put it to work somewhere else. A lot of farmers like to put it into a better equipment. Fine, that's a good place to put it. And more farmland. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and John, one of the things that you've always said in the past as well is keep your eye on basis levels. Absolutely. And uh, David mentioned the HTA contracts, also called a features only contract. We sell just the features and set the basis later. That's a very wise thing to do if you're paying attention to your local basis and the crop's going to be on the tight side, then you're going to have a strong base. Learn to separate the two. Yeah, two completely different animals, get the beaker sold when it's needed, but hang on and play the basis for local tightness. That makes perfect sense. That's how you maximize profit. Podcasts by Federated Media.